Hello and welcome. My name is Brent Weaver and this is the Digital Agency Show. The podcast that goes behind the scenes with today's top agencies and entrepreneurs. I am really glad you're here. And once again, it's time to transform your business mindset. Hey, what's up, agency owner? If you're new here, I've got a free gift for you on how to scale your agency to multiple six and even seven figures and beyond by overcoming your dependency on referrals, doubling your profit per project, and removing yourself from the main bottleneck in your business. All you have to do is text the word FREEDOM to 720-792-8036. Again, that's 720-792-8036. Just text the word freedom and I'll send you the free gift on how to achieve freedom in your agency and life. Hey, what's up, podcast listeners, digital agency owners. Welcome to another episode of the Digital Agency Show. I'm your host, Brent Weaver, and today we're hanging out with Marima Carmichael. She is the founder of award-winning marketing brand and web agency, Oracle Tree. She's also the author of Amazon bestseller, Fixing Frankenstein, how to take the monster out of running your small business. Oracle Tree, her agency, helps small and medium founders, business owners, and managing directors to fix their Frankenstein, also known as Grow and Scale. She's been a mentor for you gurus almost since the beginning and has helped over 300 agencies change their business through our amazing program and all the work that our team and, and Merima and so many great mentors uh, have, have blessed us with over the last uh, decade. Merima, welcome back to the program. Thank you, Vent. Always a pleasure. Nice to see you. I, I want to tell you your like last episode. I'm actually I should I should be better prepared in terms of which episodes you've been on, but uh, I think it was like the virtual uh, remote agency kind of thing. I can't mm-hmm. even remember the title. Absolutely. That's how bad it is. But I do know it's like one of our top three downloaded episodes. So oh, really, that's really yeah. cool. So whatever whatever hook we came up with there in terms of like the virtual. The virtual agency is uh, is is a good one, and and what's crazy is that episode was recorded like years ago, and mm-hmm. I know you've refined that uh, kind of to the point where you're not even like a linchpin in the business as much anymore. Pretty you, much, I'm really just in the sales seat right now, and that's about it. That's about all I do. I spend my time hanging out with cool people, doing cool things, um, and the team are all over the world um, do their thing. And I did my thing, and it's great. Business has never been better. It's um, interesting with all the COVID lockdowns and everything. You know, everyone's going remote, and we were so far ahead of the curve. It was like, oh yeah, we've been doing this for years. <laughs> <laughs> we'll show you how. Yeah, I feel like there was an adjustment period for a lot of people, and then you were, like, for those of us that were already remote, it was kind of like. Well, I think this is business as usual. They're like, oh, nobody can leave their house. It's like, yeah, I wasn't really leaving during the day, anyways. Right? That was- <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, how are how are things going? Like, paint me a picture. What's what's the update on the agency? What does the team structure look like? What what are things that are going on right now? Um, so we've got we're doing a lot more. Um, I think last time I spoke to you, we were more a web agency, and now we're doing a lot more ongoing marketing. So our clients are going to marketing programs, um, getting support longer term. Um, whereas I think last time we spoke, we were sort of more traditional web agency, more project based. Um, and so now um, we take people through. We've got a an, lovely polished process that people come through and it's strategy first. So they come through a paid discovery process and get all the, you know, plan everything out. And then they go into um, 
like three or four different buckets of stuff. So we still do websites. We also do branding um, and ongoing marketing and automation, but discovery first and strategy first. And everyone goes through that and our clients absolutely love it um, because typically speaking, they've come in not knowing what's not quite working. They know something's not quite up and they don't know what it is. Um, And so they're coming to us and then they, you know, we go dive in deep and work with what they've got that's working and help fill in the gaps of what isn't working. And then the wonderful team um, take and, and run with it. And I just need to help them strategize, which is I, my happy place. I love doing that stuff. And the kind of more coaching side of, of business, uh, which is what sales is to us. It's all about finding the problems and, and coaching the business owners through the problems and all that kind of stuff. So it's not like you know, what a lot of people traditionally think of as sales. It's just about yeah, uncovering real issues and being, being the hero and, and saving the day, which is always fun for everyone, I think. Um, and then I hand it over and the team do it. Hey, what's up, agency owners? I want to tell you about one of my favorite white-label partners, E2M. They can help with all your website design, web development, SEO, and content needs for your client projects. This includes WordPress, WooCommerce, Shopify, BigCommerce, Webflow, Duda, SiteGlide, custom PHP applications, and much more. Have peace of mind when it comes to your outsourcing needs. Let E2M become an extension of your team so you can grow and scale how you want. Check them out today at e2msolutions.com. That's e, the number two, msolutions.com. All right, back to our show. I hand it over and the team do it. I know there's a mm-hmm. lot of agency owners out there that are selling. They are the chief salesperson in their business. Mm-hmm. But then a lot of people, <laughs> this, this thing happens where they hand it off. And it like it's like Pulls sometimes I... Sometimes I'm trying to like go to work in the morning, right? Like one of my sons will grab onto my leg. Like I'm trying to go to work, but he's like, no, you're not. Like yeah. you're hang- you're still going to play. Right? He's like hanging on for dear life. And like, and then the other kid comes over and jumps on. Right. And I feel yep. like a lot of agency owners find themselves in that situation. Maybe the where, where yeah. well, not the team. Like they, they're trying to get out for the client. Oh, so I solved that <laughs> and problem. And the client is how. like hanging on, right? Hang on. Or, or, or the team, right? I mean, it's, it's not... Yeah. They're not able to get fully out. Yeah. And that was totally a problem as well. Like they, when it was, a, and handover is possibly not the right word exactly. I used to hand it over and there used to be a very set line where I used to do all of discovery and then I would literally hand it over and brief the team. And there was a bit of that, like, oh, hang on, sort of stuff. Um, but now I changed the discovery process. So now I'm actually only, so our standard discovery is four information gathering sessions and two presentations. And then we've got Discovery Plus, which is six information gathering sessions. I attend two of the information gathering sessions and the two presentations. And the team do the other two or four without me being present. So I actually removed myself away from it. So they're getting the handover even during the process seeing how amazing like the leads are of the team during the process. So competitor analysis, for instance, I'm not in there. The My marketing lead's in there um, and my ops manager is in there. So they kind of you know, tag team that. So yeah, that way, you hand it over. I, and you know? I think that's such a good, uh, it's good for like the team, but I, sometimes as leaders, we forget that sometimes even for us to lead, like we have to be given permission to lead and we kind of have to have, you know, the other the other alpha in the room or whatever maybe needs to go away, right? Exactly. Uh, if if you have if you, you know, if you if the agency owner's there and you're hoping that your team's gonna step up and lead, but then maybe you don't like the uncomfortable silence of of you just waiting there until your team chimes in, right? Like 
then you, you're mm-hmm. going to go, you're going to jump in, right? And you're going to take over. Mm-hmm. And I know I at least fall, fall, fall to that of like when the, you know, and, and sometimes you just have to say, hey, you, you know, team, you have to take this. Like, here's this Absolutely. piece. And, yeah. and they can kind of own, own that meeting or own that, that objective. Mm-hmm. And and the way I've done this, like everything's an evolution, right? So when it first started, it would be, you know, we there was the you know, Discovery 2's customer avatar for us. So it's the, the sort of pretty easy meeting and it started where I was doing it and the person who's doing it now was shadowing me and then they would lead it and I would do exactly that. I'd jump in, I'd be like, oh, I don't say that bit that way. Like, you know, and I'd be <laughs> biting my tongue and eventually like they kicked me out. It was like, oh, I've, I've got this, trust me. And let me let me do it. And I'm like, okay. So I never watched the recordings of that. I never watched. I just look at the outcome of it because I'm like, I know even now. And I guess you know that's a, a good lesson I think for for all business owners is that just because someone isn't isn't going to do it exactly the way you would do it doesn't mean it's not an equally valid way of doing the process. So you've got processes which need to be done. We need to have the outcome, but the way to get to that outcome will different with different. With, vary with different personalities, right? So if you allow your people to bring their own flair and their own stuff, and some of my clients like um, my ops person better than they like me, and everybody loves my um, digital marketing lead, yeah. And so I think that sometimes it's it's kind of cool and like letting you know the letting go of the vine, right? It can be challenging, but that's where the freedom lies, and sort of getting over yourself and realizing that you're not the only person on the planet can, that can do this stuff, and that if you hire good people um, who are in alignment with your values and want to get the same outcomes as you do, and all of that stuff, then yeah, let them do their thing, and you'll end up with the freedom that you probably want. And it it does wonders for the team too. I, I know at least for me when I stepped uh, not completely out of mentoring and in, in, in the coach role within our our program, but, you know, with, with yourself and with other people that have stepped in to mentor literally hundreds of YouGurus customers over the last seven, eight years, uh, it's been, it's been really cool to see the results and also, you know, from the customer side, I mean, that's, a, that's the business that we're in, but it's also fun to see like what that does to, um, the other people that we give an opportunity to like, you know, become more of a coach and a mentor and mm-hmm. develop their teaching skills and their leadership skills. And, uh, and, and I think that it's, um, I, I go back to like when I was, when I was doing a clarity break or something and I was like, you know, how can I scale this business or how can I grow? And it's like, well, we can have other people like do the work. And they're like, like, Oh, that feels so, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I just know in any business, that moment that you start really letting go of the vine, like at first it feels so scary, but then I think when you do it well and you look back on it, you're like, well, yeah, that was probably the best thing that I ever did. Right. Like for yeah. you, maybe getting out of those couple of meetings, right? Like, okay, cool. Now your team takes over. Now mm-hmm. you can unplug. And I don't know about you, but right, I, I get bored doing the same thing all the time. And I think a lot of a lot of agency owners, a lot of founders in general, we tend to be kind of more of the visionary type of people um, and repetitive tasks and same thing over and over again. And me just don't match very well. Like it needs to be different. And conversation is always different. So discovery is always, yeah, it's always different because you're always yeah, uncovering and that curiosity piece. But, you know, as far as like doing the work, it gets a bit same same after the after a while, um, and so I think that you probably you know a twofold. Firstly, you'll be more and more likely to stay more engaged in your business doing those higher level activities if you're not doing some of the other stuff that you might not like fill your passion. And secondly, you can help more people. Like there's only if you're only one person and you're doing all the things and you become a bottleneck for some particular process, 
then you know, you're you're just doing everybody a disservice because less people can you know, glean your knowledge or have your wisdom or do whatever it is the thing is that you do amazingly. Um, so yeah, you can't clone yourself, but you can delegate and elevate. I think is the words you use in the Breton. And, and that's yeah, that's yeah. Uh, I was gonna say that that was borrowed from uh, from uh, Gino Wickman Gino. And, and the team mm-hmm. at, at EOS. But I, I, and I do think that that's you know I mean I'll I'll take. Amber, our ops lead, she, I'm not going to say she doesn't let me sell anymore, but every time I take sales calls, she always like, she's like, oh, great. Here we go again. Right. Cause it's mm-hmm. that, that elevate piece. Like I can connect with customers really well. Obviously, I'm the chief, like, you know, brand evangelist of the company. But mm-hmm. when it comes time to like follow the processes, I think sometimes we as owners, we love to create mm-hmm. the processes. Like, hey, everybody follow this thing, right? We have an SOP, yeah. everybody follow it. And then when it comes time for like me to you to do it, right? Or, or me to oh, do it. Except me. Yeah. yeah, except for me, right? It's like, <laughs> hey, I got a, you know, I got a new sale. And then like I just tell Amber, like, hey, I got a new sale. She's like, great. Did you complete any of the steps that we have to onboarding? Create this great customer experience. And I'm like, oh. No, I did not. Right, let me go do that. Right, and so it's it's sometimes that, you know, whether whether we identify, I've I finally identified that I'm a much better system creator than a, a system follower. Like I'm I'm the I'm the one that you're like, hey, we need to get, connect the railroad, you know, from New York to Denver, and I'm like, great, right? I'm gonna go solve that problem and like blow up mountains and like lay tracks, <laughs> right? But if you ask me to like make sure that the train runs on time from that New York to you. Denver, like, that's not me, right? I'm definitely mm-hmm. not that guy, right? We'll, we'll, we'll run impeccably on time for, like, three weeks. And then, like, week four, it'll, it will be off a little bit. And then, like, by week seven, like, the train just isn't even showing up anymore. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm actually probably even worse than you at that because I'm the person who waved their hands around and say, what we need to do is we need to move a track from here to here. I know there's a mountain there, but you can take care of that, can't you? <laughs> <laughs> and then we got to keep it running on time. Yeah. And then yeah. I, add the, I add the 10% things, but yeah. <laughs> so. What? So so you you recently, I don't know how recently, that's how, how, uh, uh, how, how, how much more I need to be on, on my game here, but you, you published a book. You got Amazon bestseller, mm-hmm. fix Frankenstein. So fixing high level, Frankenstein. fixing Frankenstein. High level, like who's who's? I assume Frankenstein is our our business that we've stitched together. Is, yeah. exactly. exactly, our online business, especially right. Like you know, build a website over here. Some random person doing Facebook ads over here. Mm-hmm. Building a funnel over here. It's not hooked up to analytics. I'm not talking mm-hmm. about my personal experience, but. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, you know, so so I think that's how a lot of people, right? They're like they do things in steps and disconnected, and and your your mm-hmm. book is essentially talking about how to how to address that. Exactly, exactly. I find a lot of um, a lot of my clients, anyway, and a lot of business people in general. I think they they they've gotten into business because they're really good at their craft, or sometimes they've inherited effectively. Like it might be a family business. Rarely are the people I talk to any ever trained in business as such. And so systems and processes and planning and hiring and delegation and letting go of the vine piece and all of that kind of stuff um, isn't anything that they are really all over. And they do just, they're very good at putting things together. They're usually like really charismatic and really good at their thing. And they've gotten to a certain point because of that. And most of, they're getting most of their business through word of mouth and they've, you know, hired the freelancer, Facebook person, hired this person to do that, do that. But it's not working together as like an ecosystem. 
um, and there's no overriding strategy. And the poor business owner is a person who's expected to have hold that all that strategy in their head. And it's complex. Like there's a lot of moving parts. And, you know, there's like you know, the business owner is a builder or, a, or an architect or a, whatever they are. They're not a business person. You know, and they try, they're expected. And the Facebook person says, "What do you want me to do?" And the web person says, "What do you want me to do?" And all of these people are looking to this business owner for direction on to do something that the business owner has no idea what to do about because they know how to build a house. Like it's it's that sort of stuff. And so I've tried to make fixing frames. So it's really short. It's only like 143 pages. But just that high level thing to find out where your gaps are that you can go through and say, okay, this is the bit I need to focus on and educate myself on or get someone else who who knows that thing. So it covers all the things, hiring, the whole process, letting go, delegation. I've borrowed from a lot of different resources of just things that I've picked up over the last 25 years odd of business and working with so many business owners like through YouGurus and also through Oracle Tree and just really distilling it down into as small, bite-sized, actionable pieces. So it's like worksheets and all that kind of stuff. So I've tried to make it a really practical thing for um, businesses, business owners who haven't got time to kind of dive in and do an MBA or like do some like massive online program or any of that kind of stuff because they've been busy running their business, right? They don't have time for that stuff. They've yeah. got books, bills to pay and stuff. Yeah. Hey, what's up, agency owners? I want to let you know about a hosting platform that is giving digital agencies and creators around the world an edge when it comes to site speed, scalability, and profit. It's called Cloudways, and it's designed to create exceptional experiences for you and your clients that guarantees unmatched performance, reliability, and choice with 24-7 award-winning support. Cloudways is excited to offer our listeners a $50 hosting credit in addition to their amazing benefits of their agency partner program. For more details, head over to yougurus.com slash cloudways or use promo code DASCW when signing up. Let's get back to our show. So I, it sounds to me with just connecting it to the your your offering, right? The You've kind of moved from just websites and projects to more, more ongoing marketing. I assume the book... At a, at a core like business objective, right, is to kind of explain your philosophy to your ideal customer so that they can kind of get up to speed on like who you are, how you think, how you're going to help them like with their business. I mean, is it, um, I'm, I always wonder from people that have written books just because I, I went through that process. Like, is it something mm-hmm. where you're like, after it's all done and you're like, oh yeah, that was worth it, right? Or are you like, all right, we're still still working through the ROI on time and energy and money? Because, I mean, how long did it take yeah. you to, to, to write the book? Um, well, it took me a few years of time, like since I said, since I start putting the post-it notes up on the wall yeah. and planning it out till it, till it get published, till it got published was a few years. But there was a lot of just putting it aside for a while. Um, so it probably took me a few weekends of actually writing to get the first draft out and then obviously revisions, et cetera, et cetera. And the reason being for that is that when it started, it was going to be very much what you described as a, this is us, this is how we work, this is in the marketing field. Um, But because I am who I am um, and the business breadth that I have, when I talk to my clients, I often go out of my box of marketing. So like we're a marketing agency, but if I'm talking to someone about marketing and they've got a capacity issues because they haven't got a team in place, even though I'm not in HR or recruitment or anything, I'll be talking to them about that and coaching them through that kind of process because there's no point us sending them lots of leads if they don't have the team to fulfill them or their sales process is, is broken or any of those kind of things. So because of who I am, I will often touch on stuff that's outside of my area of expertise 
or Oracle Tree's area of expertise. And we will, in that process, we'll often say, okay, well, you have a sales problem. You need to go and speak to a salesperson if it's beyond the level of sales that I have as a peer-to-peer kind of level of sales, if that makes sense. And so the book actually is a little bit more encompassing than marketing. It started off being marketing, but then I kept on kind of breaking through breaking out this out of the box everywhere. And it was like, it was just ended up not having the box anymore. So that really does kind of cover all the things, but just at a very, very high level, like not in great detail, but it does cover sales. It covers customer journey. It covers you know, hiring. It covers capacity. Um, so it's really designed to um, change people's mindset and, and change people's minds and just kind of give them the awareness around the areas to focus on. Um, and if that area happens to be something that Oracle Tree can help with, then that's great. But I want it to be a valuable book regardless of that to people who, you know, they might, yeah, I think that because my my purpose, my personal purpose is to empower people and to help help businesses be the best and have their dream that they have and all of that kind of stuff. And so I kind of wrote that for that. And if I can have more of an impact, then that's awesome. Job done. It's worth it. Yeah. And, and two, I think when you're in there with a client and engagement, that if they are having those issues, you know, both in maybe it's helping you to to attract people to your business, help them, help you build some value and authority. But also, I could imagine if you're in a meeting with somebody, it's like, hey, I'm struggling mm-hmm. with this. It's like, well, that's you know, not with the core services of our, of our agency, but at least here's a here's a starting point, right? Here's a free book or whatever. Exactly. Right? And then they're yeah, they're thinking about you. They're thinking about oral tree. I mean, I think that you know, book, books are are great for that kind of, um, you know, it sits on somebody's shelf. Hopefully well, it's definitely it. a positioning piece. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's great. And it was really cool. I've, I had a, a bunch of people were taking photos of themselves holding the book. Yeah. Oh, um, I was like, I bought your book, feels good. which is so nice, and sending it to me. And some of them have read it, and like, some of them have like sent some awesome feedback. But then others, like I spoke to one the other day, and it's like, I've got your book. I'm still trying to read it. I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's great. But, but it's even too. even from uh, like, I always think that that there's still so much power. Like you're 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 holding somebody's mind share at some level. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I as somebody who's written a book, I, I don't want people sitting around feeling guilty for not reading the book. Same. But I think it's still like, oh, hey, there's that book on like you know niching my agency and on you know how to create a scalable agency. Like, oh yeah, I, I should get to that. Right? There's still like. They're thinking about the concept. They're thinking about the need. Like I have a problem, and maybe that book can solve that. And I think that's that's such a powerful thing. Like I don't think that any other, you know, any other like marketing or you know any other asset, any other artifact in our life, um, really holds that level of power besides besides books, right? I'm not I'm not mm-hmm. thinking to myself like, oh, I need to go catch up on that blog post, right? It's like yeah. you know, but books have that like that power, that weight. I think exactly um, more so than other things, and I think anyone who has a book, they'll at least have read the back cover, so they'll, they'll know. Like if they've had your book, they will know that they should be niching. Like, maybe even maybe if they don't maybe your inside. back cover, my my <laughs> back cover. I'm I'm optimistic, right? They've read the title, and uh, they've read far. your back cover. They'll read your back cover. <laughs> no, it's, it's but it's, it's cool good. too. It helps too when you are actually even working with people to explain things in more detail. Like you know, there's a yeah, the, you know, the, read this chapter that will explain it probably more cohesively than I would just off the cuff, for instance, or you know, go through and work on that. So yeah, so, so it's a, I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I did it. Well, congrats on the we'll book. See. Congrats on letting go of the vine, having the team take over. Uh, I know a lot of people are thinking to themselves, man, I want more of what Merima has. So 
You've done an amazing job. You helped so many of our amazing mentor, me- members with your mentorship. Just uh, love love everything that you're doing, Marima. Do you have a couple minutes to stick around for lightning round? Sure thing. What is the best advice you have ever received? Hire people smarter than you. Which of your personal habits has contributed most to your success? Uh, my personal development and uh, self-awareness. Can you share an internet resource, a tool or app that you think our listeners would find valuable? Internet resource tool or app. I really like teamwork as far as a project management system. I've, I've been playing with an AI, what's it called? Dali, an AI image thing, which is just fun. I don't know if anyone wants a shiny thing to play with. You literally write in the words and it creates it creates artwork. So in the, in the style of whatever you want. And what book could you recommend besides your I own? I think, oh, besides my own? Okay, Traction. <laughs> Traction's my go-to by Gino Wickman. Awesome. Well, we will link out to Traction in our show notes as well as Teamwork and Dolly. I had not heard that one yet, so it's a nice shiny object for folks to go check out. Go to yougurus.com forward slash podcast. If you listen to this week of, you'll see Marima's photo right up there at the top. Click on her. We'll also link out to your previous episodes on the Digital Agency Show. So if you want to get a little bit more backstory on Marima's journey and what she's been doing with her agency and also listen to one of our most downloaded. I can't say it's the most, but I think it's number two, uh, which is pretty dang good. Pretty dang good. Yeah. Check that out at yougurus.com forward slash podcast. Marima, how can folks find out more about you? Is there anything that you have they can check out? Uh, they can um, go to oraclecree.com or fixingfrankenstein.com. And if they just shoot me an email, feel free to, yeah, I'm happy to have any conversations with anyone. It's what I like to do. So my email is just marima at oraclecree.com. Excellent. We will add your email. We'll add Oracle Tree's website as well as Fixing Frankenstein. We'll link out to that, your, your book website your Amazon so that people can buy the book or wherever books, uh, wherever they purchase books. So we'll link out to all that stuff on our show notes, yougurus.com slash podcast. Merima, thank you as always for stopping by the program. It's a pleasure. My pleasure. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. And that is it for this week's episode of the Digital Agency Show. Stay tuned each and every week for more great content coming to you to help you grow your digital agency so you can achieve freedom in business and life. Until next time, I'm Brett Weaver. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And remember, if you want this free gift all about how to scale to six and seven figures and beyond in your agency, just text the word FREEDOM to 720-792-8036. That's the word FREEDOM to 720-792-8036. Until next time, I'm Brent Weaver.